Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. What's up, Stevie Stacks? What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, yourself? Oh, man, freaking stressed out from trying to keep everything organized and Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com, chaos going on. It's just a mess, dude. Oh, man, that's why you got to switch to Hostfully, bro. Then you ain't got to be dependent on the big OTAs. What's Hostfully? The guidebook people? Nah, nah. Not only do they have guidebooks, they also have a property management platform system that they now use. Uh, We use Hostfully. It takes care of all of our direct bookings. It manages all of our calendars all in one place. And we can even provide discount codes to our guests that book directly on our website. And it integrates with a Boostly's website as well, which provides our websites. Mm, I have a Boostly. I want I want to start getting some direct bookings. Oh man, that's why you got to get switched to Hostfully and set up that Boostly integration, get your website up, and it helps you with your Google AdWords. So then you're no longer being PIMP'd by Airbnb. <laughs> I like that, man. We keep it real. It sounds like Hostfully keeps it real too. Yes, sir. Hostfully. Ho, ho, Hostfully. Hi. This is Will Slickers with Hospitality.fm, and we would love to hear your thoughts about this podcast and what draws you to continue to listen or to even start listening in the first place. If you could fill out the survey with the link in the show notes, we would love your feedback. And now, back to the episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. We are with our first live recording, man. How you doing? This, you know, every recording is pretty much live, right? Because you record it live. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But we are in an actual podcast studio. This is, if anyone's wondering, this is episode 233 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO booking.com short-term mid-term long-term rentals podcast in the world coming at you from dallas texas let's go man and we got what two of our our, our lltu crew here is with us we got who we got with us today two Steve? of the live let thrive crew we got my partner in crime federico in the house how you doing guys good how you doing <laughs> <laughs> and we got downtown mike brown in the house hey what's going on guys like breezy yeah <laughs> so we're ready to get started ready to have some fun today absolutely yes yeah. sir man let's do it long man. time coming man. <laughs> the whiskey ain't got here yet <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. with it that with it's coming <laughs> get ready <laughs> but i'll go ahead steve so what yeah so like i was saying so we're going to talk some short-term rental stuff today we're going to talk some corporate rental stuff today what do you want to jump into first micah Man, man, let's uh, talk about it. I know today there was a uh, another meeting down in Dallas uh, about regarding the regulations. So, I mean, you guys, everyone here, I think everyone has uh, places in Dallas. How do y'all plan to uh, pivot with that? Uh, we're going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I think the delivery has arrived. Um, yeah, man, so it, it's some challenging times. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. there's going to be a vote coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're going to see how that goes. They, they had a meeting today. And, you know, every city is facing their challenges. I think it's going to be less and less in the future. The only reason I say that is because I think it's going to be more like go the Uber and Lyft route. You know, it's going to be a part of what cities do. Cities are going to see other cities making a lot of money doing this thing, getting the tax dollars. 
and you know the the griping yelling older people are gonna not be around very much longer i think it's gonna just shift towards it's gonna be an accepted thing part of uh part of every city's economy short-term rentals yeah i think so this is my personal opinion i think every city is about to hit regulations at some point uh as you guys know i'm, I'm fighting regulations right now in smaller city arkansas fighting old jerry jones uh so basically i do think regulations are going to come and i think the people who are professionals are going to stay in it because short-term rentals are so new to metro areas like dallas and houston and all of that um i think there will people will die out and you know i'm not going to say the <laughs> airbnb bust but i i do think that it we're at a point where airbnb is saturated with so many rentals and people aren't serious about their business and therefore they're depending on those OTAs and when those OTAs can't deliver, they're, they're, they're in a panic. So I was just saying, I was in a clubhouse room earlier and people say, well, it's slow. And I ask them, do you send out emails to your guests? Do you have a text list? No, I don't have any of that. Well, it's not slow. The OTA just isn't feeding you. So if that OTA isn't feeding you, you need to be building a brand and a business. And that's where I think it's going. And I think, uh, you know, we LLT, we're going to still be here. But, you know, I think other people are going to have to get serious about it and start advertising properly, treating their business like a business. That's my opinion. Mm. Feta, talk about what you were, you were talking about earlier, that people that maybe own their houses will be able to get through the storm because, you know, the mortgage is a bit cheaper than people that are out here arbitraging plus putting a, a, a management company on top yeah, of definitely. that. I think that that's a big thing right now because if you think about it, um, if you're – doing the arbitrage model and also hiring uh, a management company, which is something that we service, and actually we have a lot of clients uh, with that model. It's something where the numbers right now are not gonna just close at the end of the month. I mean, if, if you think about it, um, you're already pay paying a premium to do your arbitrage, and then you're paying someone to manage for you. That's a, a lot of mouths to feed out of a, a property. So I do think that a few models are gonna shift, and I also think that regulations and this type of uh, occupancy and, and situation that's going with Airbnb and, and, and the OTAs is going to create a standard. And I think that's going to be, a, a, the outcome is going to be better for the professional hosts because those that are not doing a great job, those that are not hosting professionally, those that are not going to, going to be able to meet the regulations, you know, just may, maybe having the basics as a fire extinguisher <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> Those are going to be out of the of the market, and then the ones that we're doing a good job and we're trying to provide a standard and consistent service, we're going to be the ones that are going to be in the long run. So, Ooh, I think that was a good one. Yeah, I, I would say just to piggyback on that too, you know, there's this this um, you know scaling, right? So you've got operators that maybe have one to two units, you know, some in the mid range where you've got five to ten, maybe maybe even double digits, uh, and then you've got those that have you know, tons of units, you know, 50, 70, 80, 100. Um, you know, not to say that those that are on the larger end are, are sheltered. Uh, granted, they do have a larger portfolio. There's, there's a lot more expenses, expenses, but there's also a lot more revenue mm -hmm. potential as well. But, you know, these operators, um, you know, you, you get economies of scale the larger you get, right? So maybe you're able to bring in handymen, cleaners, and things of that nature in-house. You pay them at an hourly rate as opposed to paying them as a contractor where you're using, you know, services, uh, you know, like Thumbtack and things of that nature, where you're mm -hmm. paying a premium on, on that as well. And really, in my opinion, in, unless you get beyond the five, I was maybe three to five, depending on how large the properties are, uh, range, it's really hard for you to do that 
uh, and for the numbers, the, the numbers to pencil out, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have those operators that you know may be on the borderline. They're paying all those premiums. They're paying a property manager, and they're under that five, that five threshold. That could be a very difficult position to be in. Um, and so, you know, as as you mentioned, you really have to diversify your portfolio in that scenario when you do have multiple units. So maybe you have some that are short term rentals. Maybe you have some that are mid term rentals. Um, and then what Michael was mentioning. You know, you have to be heavy, heavy on the marketing because reliance on the OTAs just in general, let alone Airbnb, I mean, it's a liability at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Because as, as he mentioned, when people say it's slow, well, well, how is it slow? Where, where is it slow? Where are you getting your people from? And then the, the two main ones are Airbnb and VRBO, right? You, yeah. you, you hear some, some people talking about Booking.com, some of the other ones that are out there, uh, but really nothing beyond that. And there's tons and tons of OTAs out there, by the way. Uh, like dozens and dozens of OTAs. Now, some of them don't have the you know the same popularity as Airbnb, uh, but if they're catering to your avatar and your client client target audience, then that may be more of an avenue for you, right? So, and people you know discredit that because they they don't hear about them, they don't think there's no value in it, and so that's where people lose out. I think. One thing you 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 touched on a lot there, man. One thing you said was about the OTAs. Most people don't even market research for the OTA to list on. Um, I've been reading the direct book playbook by Mark Simpson. Shout out to Mark Simpson. Um, basically, he's telling you how to go into Google, type in keywords to see what places are actually viable to your area. So if you actually type in a lot of these keywords like short-term rentals in Dallas or apartments in Dallas or, or anything to where people are traveling to Dallas, Airbnb is, Airbnb is so big they don't even run ads or uh, care to be organic in the search anymore. Mm-hmm. So this is actually an opportunity because Airbnb is telling you people are going to come directly to us. So they're now at a point where they're like, we so big, we ain't even got to worry about it. But if you actually start doing that research, one of the two, some of the biggest players in Dallas right now is what? Hello Landing, Homes to Go, Verbo, TripAdvisor. So if you even, you can just type it into Google and start finding out. But one thing also you said about travel, people say it's slow. You can go to TSA.gov and they'll give you the travel numbers and they're up from last year. So it's, I think it was up by like 200,000 just yesterday. So travel isn't down. People are still moving. And one thing Federico said, you said owning versus arbitrage. And it is a time right now that when you're arbitraging these units, you are paying a premium on top of the rent rather than the dude who's owned for 10 years. And this would be my strategy. If I'm trying to, if I was going to arbitrage, what I would do I would go on PropStream and find every single owner who's owned their house for like 10 plus years who has like a 3% interest rate, and I'd be running them down like, hey, let me arbitrage your house. You can, me and you can play on rent a little bit. Or I would sit there and be like, want to do an owner finance, seller finance deal? You start playing with it. See, and this is why I'd be telling people, real estate knowledge is really, really important if you want to really start growing your business. But yeah, I would, I would definitely be looking to like, Hey, let's do some seller finance deals. Let me find the guy who was owned this house a long time and we can kind of negotiate on rent that way. Yeah. Now going back real quick, uh, Mike Brown, you talked about, um, so you got Airbnb, of course, number one, BRBO, a distant second. And then there's really no one as a third, maybe booking.com. Now I know you're having good success with Marriott, right? What, what is it called? Marriott? Marriott Homes and Villas. Marriott Homes and Villas. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have a, a good play to be at least a, a number three, you think? Past, are they doing everything right, whereas Booking.com is doing everything wrong as far as how they're treating us? So, <laughs> well, I'll say this. So 
based on the requirements and eligibility currently for Marriott Homes and Villas, they won't be able to capture a lot of the, the market uh, supply because when you think about the distribution of listings, a lot of them are those owners that have, I, I would say, definitely less than 10, but less than five units, right? Uh, whereas there's a very smaller, much, much smaller percentage of those that have 10 or more, 20 or more, and definitely 40 or more. So my, my understanding is that the current, they, they've, they've changed in the past due to COVID, and then they, they changed the number back, is that you have to have a minimum of 40 units to be able to list with them. Um, they definitely have some pretty stringent insurance requirements and things of that nature. But if you're in that, in that ballpark, which I, I think you guys are, then, I mean, you're, you're a good candidate. And now that puts you in a position, you know, as a property management company or hospitality coordinator, whatever you want to call it, um, to be able to take on that and say, hey, nobody else can offer this but us right. amongst all the other players that are in that market or in your, your niche, right? Uh, and I think that's a huge value play, especially more so for homes than anything. Uh, they do have, you know, one bedroom, two bedrooms, things of that nature. But from what I've seen, uh, the highest bang for your buck is going to be your single family homes because uh, people are looking for that experience, especially if it is more vacation, you know, esque. Uh, so I would say a, a cl- closer to VRBO than Airbnb mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, those guests are, are usually higher quality. You never have any issues with them. Um, and yeah, I, I just think it's if you're able to get in and, and do it right, uh, it's, it's very, very lucrative and it, it sets you apart at the end of the day. So, and you know, t- talking about the, the OTAs, uh, I mean, I, I started to list in, in Booking.com and the experience has been horrible. <laughs> and what, I, what I've been getting the most is um, frauds, last minute frauds. Yeah. That's all I've been getting. So that, that's the other challenge. It's like, okay, what, what's the type? I, I'm just trying to think on who's booking usually in Booking.com, for example. And I know it's usually travelers that are looking for hotels. Mm-hmm. And what you will replace uh, the hotel with is an apartment. So I don't think that the house is a good place for, a good fit for Booking.com, you know, thinking about type of properties and OTAs. Because a large house that's been a booking, you know, is usually a, 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 a large number. Uh, and I got... I think three or four booking requests where the credit card was declined and then they tried to use someone else's credit card and it ended up being a fraud and had to decline. But that blocked my calendar on a weekend for five, six hours. Ah, man. So you guys really touched on OTA branding, man. Um, And one thing I wanted to ask you, would it be correct to say that Marriott Homes and Villas doesn't really want to be like an Airbnb in Verbo because they're catering to a certain crowd? Because if you're catering to that higher end crowd, I even heard like Rose Tipka, for example, she has higher end property, like 40 acres, lodges, cabins on them, right? She'll tell you straight up, I don't even list on Airbnb because it's just a lower end group of people on there. So do, do most of these OTAs even want to be Airbnb in that sense? I would say for, for Marriott Homes and Villas, and this is my perspective, it's a twofold, right? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they're now entrusting you and this is the reason i think for the minimum uh, uh list listings right our properties mm-hmm. is because if once you get to the point where you have 40 units you have a robust operation to where mm-hmm. you can handle serious situations as opposed to someone that's more on the beginner side and i'm not saying you're not a, you're not a beginner if you have five or even 10 units but it's just a different level of uh experience customer service 
um, you know, quality of customer service. And at the end of the day, they're now entrusting their patrons that are their subscribers, right? The Bonvoy members and things of that nature to then stay at your place as opposed to as an alternative to staying at one of their hotels, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're putting a lot of trust in you that you can deliver uh, and provide value and, you know, safety and all the other things that come along with that, right? Um, so, you know, I think that's pretty important because, you know, for, for those that may not necessarily treat their their listing or their property as a, as a business and, and think about those kind of things of the customer service and the whole hospitality experience, um, you know, that's really going to be a huge differentiator between those that are just listing on the OTAs versus going above and beyond, right? And while, you know, us as operators, I'm sure everybody at the table, you know, are more on that, you know, Marriott side of things, you know, we don't we don't get uh, incentivized or, you know, we don't get like a pat on the back for doing those kinds of things on Airbnb outside of maybe reviews, right? Right. We don't, we don't, there, there's nothing for that, right? So that, that that's my perspective on it. Yeah, and that's that's one of the biggest key, keys, I think, that does hold a lot of hosts back. They let a lot go on in their properties because of reviews, right? They, mm-hmm. They're review fearful. They're like, hey, they're going to leave a bad review, so I got to do this and do that. And then you end up, it's like, I don't want to dog Airbnb here, but they've created an environment for bad guests because you're you're basically you're giving them opportunities to be bad and kind of you're 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 incentivizing it, right? So that's one of my issues of why I'm going to go direct, and I do eventually want to get on Marriott Homes and Villas. I, I love that idea of having the higher end, and I'm more, more or less catering to homes. So yeah, that, that's my opinion. Now, now one thing. Uh, something interesting that happened and I, I forwarded it to you to you guys so a buddy of mine sent me a link an email and it was uh, and it said um, Airbnb friendly properties Dallas or something like that you saw that <laughs> so I clicked on it and it was it was I thought it was just some somebody wrote an article no it was actually an Airbnb's forum Airbnb you know heading and everything and they're letting people know okay Dallas these apartments you can do Airbnb at but I think there's a catch to that I think it's those that they partner with yeah yep. where they take a percentage and then plus, um, and those, most of those places, you can only do it like a, a third of the year or yeah. two thirds of yeah, the year, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Because I was wondering what that was. I was like, holy crap. There, yeah. And I was thinking like, this is the worst time to publish that <laughs> with all, everything that's going on in Dallas. But um, now let, let, let me ask you something, guys. Uh, have you noticed the hotel industry as well fighting really, really hard to match the short-term rental type of properties that we are uh Offering because this is what I'm thinking. I, I went to, to one of my cleaner's house the other day to chat with him and pick a few things. Uh, you know, one of my head cleaners, uh, Jose, shout out to Jose. Um, so, so I was chatting with him and, you know, talking about the, the current situation. And he, that, you know, if you talk to your cleaners, they're going to give you a good insight on what they see from their other clients because they clean for a lot of people. They're like, yeah, we, we were noticing, you know, like, like, uh, uh, a turn in, in, in the occupancy uh, and the work and you know I was watching the TV the other day and I, I saw this uh, advertising for I think it was Marriott or Hilton one of these these hotel chains and they, they, he said like it looked like right like an Airbnb like the ones that you have you know and they're offering now kitchen and, and large larger spaces and they're they're you know renewing their their, their right. hotels because I, I think that that's the one thing when people are just an Airbnb are is what you want to get when you're just not to go to a hotel, which is you don't want to cook noodles in your coffee maker, right? <laughs> you want to have a kitchen. Uh, and, and that's the main reason. So I'm thinking, okay, what's, what's the hotel industry doing to fight us? Because we're definitely hitting on them on their, on their results. 
one thing I think boutique hotels are on the rise. Yeah. Boutique hotels are the, are the, are the next wave right now. Um, and that's why a lot of people are going there. Um, so basically you guys know, I've been renting out timeshares for the last few years. Uh, Fetty actually managed them for a while. The time Airbnb partnered with the timeshares now. Wow. So they call it this thing called welcome building. Same that they're doing with apartments. They're partnering with timeshares. So they partnered and then you now have to, if you're going to list it on Airbnb, you have to get it approved. The timeshare mm-hmm. has to go through it, approve it, and then say, hey, okay, it's good to list. So in one of the biggest things, we first started this podcast, I said the biggest thing with Airbnb is that they have kitchens, you can cook. Now the hotel industry wants in on that. And like you see some people now, they're going to just buying apartment buildings, ripping everything out, putting kitchens in there. Now you got a boutique hotel situation. That is, it's just getting so competitive. So Branding is huge right now, especially in the boutique hotel market. And I do see a lot more hotels starting to get into that space mm-hmm. and starting to start providing those same amenities as like a short-term rental or Airbnb, for sure. What is up, Live Let Thrivers? How y'all doing? It's Stevie Stacks from the world-famous Live Let Thrive podcast coming at you with a question. Who is your PMP, your property management platform, the thing that runs all your things? Well, I freaking use Hostfully. That's right. The digital guidebook folks, they're badass at that and they're badass at PMPN as well. How do I know? Because I've been using them for a long time, even before they decided to start paying me for ads. And I've been through a bunch of PMPs that suck, but hopefully does it suck. They're actually the opposite of suck. They blow your mind with their awesomeness. They run all of your different listings across all of your different platforms seamlessly in one spot. Airbnb, VRBO, Booking.com, and more. Just a few clicks of a few buttons on your host for the PMP, and it makes all the changes and updates you need in every single listing. It's freaking cool, man. Anyways, you know the drill. Show LLT some love by clicking the link in our show notes for 100 bucks off their PMP, plus two months free of their badass digital guidebooks. Hostfully, baby. Trust me. They are legit. Let's let's switch up. Are y'all having uh, a lot of luck on the new claims process? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I okay. I have had luck on the new claims processes. Uh, you know, they do ask for a lot. Um, it's been a while since I put a claim in, but I I think it was probably a month or two ago, and I did have luck. Um, so what I did do, I will say this: I did turn off Superhog for the places that are on Airbnb. I only use Superhog for like Verbo and direct bookings and any other other sites. The Superhog, um, the insurance thing, yeah, right? Yeah, Superhog, the insurance. Uh, I, I'm doing my first claim with Superhog and it's worse than Airbnb. <laughs> I, I, I would tend to agree. Um, yeah, they, I, uh, like the whole sending banking information through the, I'm like, bro, what? Like they yeah, ask you like, for bank I mean, every they, time. It's like, like I know y'all don't have a a, a dial a, 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 a repository of this. Like they'll ask you for like, banking information. Like, like man, y'all don't have like an email system set up. So that's one of my things with Superhog. But like as far as Airbnb, I haven't had any issues with claims. But uh, yeah, I'll let anybody else answer it. I have some other stuff for Airbnb. So I'll say again, and it kind of similar to you. I mean, I haven't had to submit a lot of claims. Uh, through Airbnb. However, the claims that we have submitted, because we, we've been kind of testing out and we've kind of really converted already uh, a big portion of our, our units to uh, the guestie protection program. Mm. So they basically have their own insurance integrated into, like damage protection integrated into guestie, and you can do it per listing. Uh, there's a fee, there's certain tiers you can pay for that. Uh, there's like 
bronze, silver, and platinum. So basically, the the coverage increases, and then the uh, uh, the deductible, and then also what either you what would you pay for each of those uh, per per booking, right, per stay. So the way we've done that is to have it be cost neutral is we include that as a management fee of, on the booking. Mm. So the guests pay for that completely, right? Do, do they see that and as now, a separate fee or is it embedded on the nightly rate? They see it as, as a separate fee. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it works is work, works better for larger homes than obviously a one-bedroom apartment, two-bedroom apartment, uh, because they're going to pay a lot more anyway for the single-family home. Now, with guest protection, uh, it's been hassle-free. Uh, we've actually done some scenarios where we've tried to do it for super hall and they they denied it and then we backdoored and did for guesty and they accepted so because one of the things i don't know if you we had talked about this before is uh super hall they do not do claims for uh pet damage mm. at all i don't know if you knew that but uh we found it out the hard way granted it wasn't a, a big ordeal but um but yeah, so I mean, I, I would just say, I mean, we're we're testing it, testing that out on the guest protection program. So far, it's been been great, um, and it's been cost neutral, according to the rep that we we spoke with, because they're doing this across the, the globe. Uh, there's been some operators that have actually been able to t- change that into a revenue, uh, or sorry, revenue stream for them, themselves, as opposed to even a cost neutral or them paying out of pocket for the damage protection. So anyway. I- I don't know if you guys ran into this with Superhog, but I, I think I had told you guys about it, but I guess I haven't talked about it in the podcast. But, uh, you know, I kind of had to back off Superhog because, you know, one of the the guests, they, uh, they you know, you can either pay the 35 bucks or you pay 500, but the 500 is fully refundable. So the guest paid the 500, right? And like weeks later, this is one on Airbnb, and this is why I stopped using it on Airbnb. So on Airbnb, you know, reviews matter. So the dude didn't get his money back. And I never put a claim in saying that he, he damaged anything. So he put, hits me up and said, hey, man, they never sent nothing back. So my VA reaches out to Superhog. Superhog says, yeah, we're good. We sent it to him. He hits me up a week later. Now he's fuming, pissed off. You know, he, he put up $500. So he's like, man, I still didn't get back to me. So we had to call. I had to call Superhog, talk to them directly. And they said there was some glitch in their system mm. to where the $500 never got sent back. So they fixed it. I was just like... Yo, I, I, it, in my mind, I wouldn't pay five hundred. I would just pay thirty five refundable. But it, it, but if you give people that option, it's it's out there, right? So you can't really control that. But mm-hmm. you do have to give them refund refunds, you know. So that's what kind of what pushed me off of them. Well, I don't know if y'all had issues with Superhog yet, but that was my issue. The way I see Superhog is a a good way because you know you, you got to do all your ID verification on that part. So it's kind of like to scare guests, like, hey, be well behaved because I have your information. <laughs> But when it comes to, you know, actually going through the claim, the first, the, the interface, it looks exactly like how you file a claim on Airbnb, which already put me off when I had to do my first thing. <laughs> uh, and then what, what, when, when I went to, when I did it, they started asking me for timestamp pictures of the stuff that they were missing before. And it's like, mm-hmm. I had the picture. I don't know how to shoot it, that, that it's a timestamp because it was a picture that my cleaner sent me on a chat. And it's not timestamp as you need it. I know, so so the only claim that I did, not a good experience. With Airbnb, what's happening, um, before the, the last um, update, they were getting a little bit stupid with the things that they're requesting, right? Because they probably have, uh, of course, they do have like an SOP where they say, okay, if they're, if they had any furniture that is broken, tell the guest, that the host, that they need to go to a repair service, right? 
So we have a countertop at a, 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 a um, bathroom that was, it was stained uh, like really bad and we couldn't remove that at all. We don't know what it was. It was probably something like uh, an acid or something, uh, but we can't remove that. So we had to replace the countertop. That's something you can't fix. And they were like, okay, did you go to a countertop repair service company? It's like, there's no such thing. Like, <laughs> did you try to Google that? That doesn't exist. Uh, okay, well, uh, yeah, so if you can, can get, get a quote. So what, what I'm doing right now, we're just creating uh, invoices and creating invoices and companies and just sending that. And of course, you need to know that Airbnb is always going to pay lower than what you claim. So be mindful of that when you set up your prices of how much you spend. Because if, if, it's, if, you, if you submit $500, I'm going to pay you 430 One thing, yeah, I'm happy. Because okay. a lot of times what they do is they, they build in the... Pre they try to. That's what I ask you. How 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 new is it? Right? Mm -hmm. Was it was it this year or five years? Oh yeah. Because they try to build in the depreciation, and I'm sure there's some calculator that they use to be able to do that uh, to offset that in many cases. And I would say for probably most of the stuff under a year, under two years max for most places. I mean, unless you got a property you have for a long, long time, and you got stuff that's lasts a long time. But um, yeah, and we talked about this before too. Is make sure you include all the line items that it takes to yes. get that replaced. Right. So. Somebody breaks the couch. All right, so now, all, what is it going to take to get that back to what it was before? Somebody has to come. Maybe disassemble that couch. We have to pay for haul-away haul, haul costs for that if it has to be tossed out, right? Because you can, maybe can't leave it just out on the street or something. Well, uh, can I mention it, something on that? Because yeah. with that countertop, what I ended up doing, I, I found a, a person who sent me a quote on how to... So it, it was not that, that, that it, was, um, it was a dresser with a mirror that uh, they also stayed with, a, with an oily thing and they had to, you know, um, just redo the entire wood. And that, on the quote they sent me, it was, you know, re repairing and refinishing the, the, the dresser, the mirror, and pickup and delivery. And the pickup and delivery did, didn't include it on the payout. So they said, no, we're not paying for this. Let me, here's a, here's a tip for that. Like you had to get a countertop fixed. Mm -hmm. Oh man, the only thing, easiest thing to do, go to Home Depot. And get, that's where they legitimately fit countertops. Go to them and be like, look, give me an in All you do is, hey, give me a quote for a new countertop. I'd go get the most expensive one they got, oh. marble, whatever else. Like, oh, this is the replacement countertop. Here it is. Send that invoice. They'll have to pay it out. Because, like, this is legitimate. It's from, it's from Home Depot. They got the contractors to prepare. No. <laughs> I'm for real. I'd go get the, hey, we going top of the line marble. This is what we do. So what we've been doing, and I, I just got paid out a while, I have a... Uh, we do invoices for everything. My guy, any person that is in my Slack channel, my uh, cleaners, my um, handyman, all of them have to have the ability to create invoices. And if you are, if you are using like Turnover BNB, when they get you, you need to make sure they get paid out through Turnover BNB. And the reason is, Turnover BNB gives them an automatic Stripe account to get paid through. And that Stripe account, they're allowed to create invoices. And when they create those invoices, you can print them and send them straight to Airbnb. Like, hey, this is the invoice of what happened, all the cleaning have them take pictures. We pull the picture straight from Slack. We send all that in. So yeah, anything like that, yeah, just get a legitimate, if you if you can get it from Home Depot or Lowe's, they know what that is. They know that's legitimate. And they don't, they don't it don't say paid on it. So I mean, you, know, <laughs> you go get, go get that contract and then go get a handyman to fix it. So yeah, that's Perfect. the best way to do that. And, and you mentioned before about like the, the photos and everything with the cleaners, there's an app that we actually have the uh, cleaners and even the handyman use when they do stuff like that, right? So anytime you send me a picture, 
use this app. This is called Timestamp, something like mm -hmm. that. So mm -hmm. it, it, it even has geolocation on it. So if they don't believe that you're actually at the property that, that, they're, that they're at taking the photo, then it, it does that. It automatically pulls it in. Uh, because to your point, I don't know if it was Superhog or if it was another one. Uh, they actually asked us to to get the 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 you know the before picture right of the ruined or damaged uh, item, and then they wanted the after picture too, after it was <laughs> bought and put into the the place. Wow! And I'm like, come on, yeah. man. Bro, so, <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> hey, this is what needs to happen, man. Every little thing, I don't know. I hate to say it, we do this, but I mean, I'm just being a hundred with y'all, man. Y'all need to drag Airbnb's ass for every single cent because they're gonna take money from you fast as yep. it's any time. So. I don't care if they left a stain up in there. We taking pictures, creating an invoice. I don't care if we got to show them the little vacuum cleaner we use to clean it. The cleaner's making an invoice for them. <laughs> I'm for real. We sending it to them because what they doing is if something comes up and the guests say any little thing, they taking money from you. Oh, yeah. So, hey, and I had some, I'll tell you right now, we got like a negative 5,000 on one of our accounts because of Airbnb, a guest saying there was mold. We had a mold inspector go out. Mold inspector said he ain't seen nothing. My mold detector didn't see nothing, but they 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 put the the uh, they refunded him. So cool! I'm gonna drag y'all for every piece of penny y'all got. That's just what I'm gonna do because y'all y'all want to encourage bad behavior. Well, let's have a bad behavior. <laughs> hey, they leave a twenty dollars for a stain, missing towel, thirteen dollars. You know you gotta set your listing up like that. So, so that being said, you know you're gonna start doing the little bitty claims. You know charging the guests for whatever. <laughs> You worry about retaliatory reviews, right? And so, what's the new? Have, what's your experience with the new policy on retaliatory oh, but reviews? That, that, that's, yeah, that, that, that has to be on the way you process the the claim. Uh, and our, our guy Sean, he made a great video about that. Uh, but basically, we're following his process. And what what we do is, as soon as we hear from our cleaners there's been an issue in one of our properties, I tell my my team, they they know what to do, right? They start to create a draft of the claim. So they can start uploading the pictures and just adding some information. So Airbnb knows that we begin, uh, we began the, the, the process right after the checkout. And then we, can, we, we have 14 days to submit the claim. And then we, we keep gathering information. We wait until the guest posted, posted, posted a review to us. And then we say, hey, you know what? We're just, you know, at the last order of business, uh, we want to let you know that we are filing an Airbnb insurance claim because we found this and this broken. Um, I mean, if you have any information to help us out here to understand what happened. Sounds just but, like Sean. Yeah, I'm, I'm following his process. Yeah, yeah, no. It works perfectly. No, it works great. You know, Airbnb it, it just works. fixed that, though. What, what are they doing now? With the new release. They just fixed that, that right? Like, I think something came out in there where you can't do no retaliatory reviews due to a claim. It's something I thought. Uh, yes, no, well, 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 they said that you can remove it. It's always been there. But, I, but you, 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 you're going to get a good review and then send the claim, <laughs> right? So that's what, that's what we've been doing. We got five-star reviews, and then we say, hey, thank you for your review, and here's your bill for $300 yeah. because you did this or that. Or depending on what the, what, how, how large the damage is, right? Because like mm -hmm. with the, the tiles and stuff like that, it may not be, you know, fifty dollars with the tiles that got stained, kind of thing. With the with the guesty damage protection, at least you don't have to get anybody involved. You just right. do the claim. You can do whatever you want. They never reach out to the guests. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, that's not the case with Superhog because yeah. they will reach out to them. Uh, we found that out a couple times. Oh, you didn't know that happened. Oh, so. hold on, hold on. What they saw? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Yeah. What did they do? So, so basically, you know. Uh, I can try to remember what what happened. Um, I think it was a, a, a rug that got stained and we couldn't get it clean or something like that. And we're like, okay, we know that they're, they're, Superhaul is going to, you know, pay out and they're not going to reach out to the guests, so on and so forth. 
I think it was like maybe two or three weeks later. This is after they had already left the great reviews, so on and so forth. And they messaged us on Airbnb and said, hey, uh, I got this invoice from Superhog saying about this damage. We didn't, we didn't hear about this or whatever. And obviously, we wouldn't have told them because we didn't think they were, we didn't know that they were going to reach out to them, right? <laughs> Otherwise, we, we would have and say, hey, somebody's going to be reaching out to you about such and such. And so they, they kind of caught us off guard. And we were, like, going back and forth between Superhog because, you know, the amount that they – the amount for the actual damage wasn't matching up to what they were asking them for because they did like an additional fee on top of that because they oh. charge you the host fee. Yeah, they charge you the host fee on top of whatever the damage is for the, 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 so the guests. Basically, yeah, Superhog not trying to use their insurance, so they actually asking the guests for the money. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Superhog, I, okay. I told you from the beginning, Superhog was too good to be true. When you're coming like, yeah, you pay like this little money and you get all these, these protections like now. Yeah, I mean, when me and Steve first heard about it, because me and Steve were thrown off by the $35 waiver, I'm like, hold on now. Somebody wants to come party, I'll take $35, break everything up in here, walk <laughs> yeah. up out of here scot-free. That was my biggest thing. And I was like, eh. And, it, you know, Steve's the one who brought that to my attention. I was like, damn, I ain't think about it like that. But, yeah, that is a little bit, yeah, I didn't know that either. So, wow, learning a lot tonight. Yeah. Mm. So you can get those um, retaliatory reviews per- plucked pretty easy now. S- supposedly, that's what I've been hearing, but I don't know. You know, that's what they. Yeah, I got saying. my 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 head um, manager, uh, Princess, uh, working on that. that. That's her name. So Princess, what's up? <laughs> so basically, I told her, hey, she was on maternity leave, right? And she came back, uh, like. A week ago. We gave her a week of maternity leave. Oh, oh man. Great company <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she got a month. She got a month. Better than, than most. So, hey. A month? What? Okay. Nah, she got a month. Stop putting your company out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I told her, hey, listen, uh, there, there's been this update. Go right now. Pull up a report. Find the lowest reviews we got and start getting those removed. I'm sure you're going to find a way. And, yeah, we start getting those one-star reviews removed. Uh, Princess, how far back? How, did you? No, Princess is ours. She's ours? Yeah, okay, she, I was about to say. She, she, she could be got... hired for contract work. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she do contract work. You took our she handyman was... already? Well, you want our head VA? Yeah, that's true. You, you took us hold on. Most... Where did you? Oh, no, hold on. No, no, but let, let me tell you something. Princess what? worked at Airbnb, and she mm. was a supervisor. She had like 14 people in charge. Wow. I've been hearing people going that route now. Yeah. A lot of people. That, um, that's what you're going to find. I mean, people who work at Airbnb, they yeah. know that. Here's the thing. The policies may change because she she she, she, st- she stopped working at Airbnb like a year ago, but she understands the verbiage. She knows yeah. how to talk to the uh, case managers, so she supervised case managers. Uh, again, she had fourteen people in charge, so she's a great asset. Asset. She's in the morning, she clocks in, and she knows she has to be on top of everything related to you know claims, reviews, uh, cancellations. You know when when we need to cancel something. Uh, and he, not, now Airbnb is, is charging you these high penalties when you need to cancel. She's like coming up with different creative ways on canceling stays. So mm-hmm. for the listeners out there, how do you find someone like a princess who's worked at Airbnb before? Because, I, you know, you always see these people on Reddit talking about they used to work for Airbnb. You ask them a question. Let's they don't answer it. Well, that shows they probably did work for it, Airbnb. It's just like... But, how do you find someone? It's just like that old fairy tale. You got to kiss a lot of frogs to find the princess, yeah. right? <laughs> see, how, see what I did there? That was pretty clever. We've been through a bunch of VAs, man. We've been yeah. through a, a lot of VAs. Some showed promise at first, and then it just petered out, you know? And we decided to start going more that route with people that had Airbnb experience. Yeah. Well, we have one guy. Uh, now we have one guy that he doesn't have Airbnb experience, but uh, he's just, you know, coming... Uh, from different businesses, but he's from Argentina. I wanted to, to start hiring people in Argentina. Uh, and he's doing a great job. 
Hey, y'all, y'all kind of Airbnb my questionnaire. I said, how did y'all find somebody that worked for Airbnb? <laughs> Boy, y'all answered that like oh, yeah. Shaq, man. No, that, that, to be honest, uh, if you go to, uh, you'll find a lot of people in Upwork. Upwork, yeah. yeah I found Upwork. her on Upwork. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Upwork. And, and the thing about Upwork is that it can, it can be a little bit, um, what's the word? Um, scary because when you look for people, you're going to see their hourly rate and they're going to say like $15 an hour, right? So you want to, have a conversation with them and actually ask them, hey, listen, for to, to work this many hours, how much will be your, your rate, or this is how much I'm, I'm willing to pay or able to pay right now, and you're going to notice that many of them will work for a third of what they're advertising in Upwork. Maybe if they have that hourly rate in Upwork, it's, you know, to do a one-hour, two-hour, three-hour job, but uh, other than that, you can, if it's going to be for, for a contract for more than, than, yeah, yeah. you can get ne- negotiate a good rate. Okay. Now, for okay. a minute there, when everybody and their mom found out about VAs and wanted to start hiring VAs, they had the power for a little bit. Said, "Ah, I'll work for you for twelve bucks an hour." You know, they started upping their rates because they got really high demand. But I think a lot of people are jumping ship and firing all their VAs right now. So you can mm-hmm. find some pretty good VAs for a good price again. Yeah, a friend of the show, shout out to Heba. Yeah, she was saying the same thing about you know going out and just start finding people who used to work for Airbnb. Yeah. Now, one thing they did tell me about like. Because, you know, VAs are always your goal and business specific, right? So one thing she did say about the ones that she has that works for Airbnb, and I don't know if you guys have ran into this yet, she goes, they're really Airbnb heavy. So if you do have a business model where you're doing the direct, there's a lot more training that goes with that. Have y'all, well, I don't know, have y'all kind of ran into that or y'all just, she's just doing mainly the Airbnb stuff? Um, so so we, we do have a two-week training period now. The, yeah, so it's a two-week training period where there's, they, they start, because here, here's the thing, even if they work at Airbnb, they don't fully understand the, 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 the entire business. So the first thing they do when they, when they start the training process is understand the difference between a condo, an apartment, a house, a townhome. Understand those differences. They also watch videos of every every city where we operate and understand to, to, to have an idea what was the DFW area, what's Austin, Houston, Scottsdale. So they watch videos. So they start with that, and then they start going into our property management system and trying to understand. Okay, take a first glance into the inbox. Take a first glance into our our listings, and then we dive into operations, each one of the properties. Um, policies and procedures, and that, that takes us two weeks for them to understand, you know, have a good idea on how our business works. Okay, so. that's, that, okay, because I was wondering how you guys, okay, because this training process is, that's huge, man. I, I don't know, you guys know I made the switch over to uh, Monday.com, you know, for my training now, um, and I, it's been doing a really great job, you know, I got all the projects in there, weekly projects, weekly operations, all our training videos, um, so I'm happy you guys have a two-week training period. Now, so, do, so you drop, do you drop Notion? Yeah, I did drop Notion. Oh, I, dropped Notion. I didn't. Wait a minute. I, I did not know that. You didn't know I, I dropped you Notion. Were, I thought you were integrating Monday into nah, Notion. Nah, nah. I dropped Notion because the reason we, the reason why I dropped Notion was because everything in Monday.com is already there. Uh, pass that drink. Uh, <laughs> 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 <
being honest, the reason why I went to Monday.com is because all the integrations were already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, turn the label around. We are advertising. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, honestly, the, the reason why we really went to Monday.com because it already had all the integrations. And in Notion, I had to like manually build that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me just come over here. And it's really been working great for us. I've been loving it. Um, the VAs love it. Everything's on a task list. And so when a task is marked complete, it shoots over to Slack and it notifies us. If it didn't get done, we can just go through and run a report on it. Um, And then one of the biggest things is all the training that we put. It's all in one repository, uh, the tech stack, all that's there. So that's why I kind of made the Monday.com switch. And one good thing about Monday.com is like I was on a clubhouse room today and uh, basically that was learning a lot of stuff. So what I can do with the Monday.com, I could just put it straight into Monday.com and it notifies the – the VA right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So now the VA knows, oh, we're doing this now. You know, so because a lot of big things have been coming up because now I have the VAs doing text marketing, email marketing, uh, using Furnish Finder. We're, we're now we're pulling lists from Furnish Finder just to market to them and ask them, hey, do you know, know anyone coming to town? Things like that. Wow. Um, not just using it to, uh, to, to just be somewhere where we're getting a, a, someone to book with us. And I think that's one thing I will tell everybody right now. Stop looking at the OTAs as a booking. Instead, look at it as lead generation. Mm-hmm. Look at it as lead generation. Oh, yeah. We're, all that's what we're doing right now. Like, like my, my let, me, let me stop okay. you real quick. Everybody, uh, we have an audience here today, and this is pretty cool. We never had an audience mm-hmm. before for a podcast. So I'm going to count to three. Everybody say cheers. Is that cool? And then we have a drink. All right. Everybody get your drinks ready. Uh, Mike is getting his ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. On three. One, two, three. Cheers. cheers. All right. Yeah, yeah. Salute. Been over five, Salute. doing this over five years. First time with a live audience. <sighs> but yeah, go ahead. No, it's yummy. Um, no, what, what, what my, my BAs are doing right now, they're shooting a, a, a canned message. Like, uh, yeah, find us at address Rentals. Uh, that, not, not at com, address Rentals and click the, the contact button. I want to help you. And they're just, you know, blasting people. When, when, they're, when they're inquiring for a, a more than, than two weeks, that's just something that I weren't landing a lot of direct bookings away. Hey, here's a, here's another thing you can get your VAs to do, man. Shout out to Mark Simpson for this one. You need to get into not because this is what we've been doing, and it's not what you need to be doing. I've been going to the travel groups and posting them in there. Those are just people traveling. What you need to do is start going, and this my VA does this every Monday. Every Monday, he goes into all the groups. Like we go in and join the, all the apartments for rent, uh, apartments for sale, all that, right? And we're going in there and just dropping brochures out of Canva of our properties and the availability. And if we're at that point in time, if we're running a discount special, we're actually giving them the discount code. Hey, go and they can oh, go directly man. and book. What this does is and what you're doing is asking them, hey, do you know anyone coming to town? The people in that radius, they are the people that know who's coming to Dallas, who's coming to Arkansas at that point in time, at any point in time, because they're family members, businesses, whoever, they're all in there. So that's another good one. Definitely yeah. get into those Facebook groups. Facebook groups, posting on Instagram daily. I've been doing that. Um, and then just really pushing hard on that book book net, that book now button. CTAs, call to actions, those are huge. CTA, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, so just to kind of piggyback you know, off the marketing piece. So, yeah, that, that can be huge because – at the end of the day, even if somebody doesn't book with you, all of the all the legion that they know someone or yeah. they know someone that knows someone, especially when it comes to being able to have uh, the call to action multiple times throughout the year. So that's the other thing people uh, don't do very well when it comes to trying to do legion and, and marketing and doing things direct, um, or even re- just uh, re remarketing to, to past guests for that for that matter. Is it's not going to happen once. You're not going. You, it's not. A, it's not an action that you take once. It's something that you continually have to do throughout mm-hmm. the entire year. 
yeah. right? So, you know, not just holidays and things of that nature. So those are those are good ones to do that on. Uh, but there are other you know points in time that you that you want to be able to have those touch points because at the at the end of the day you want you want to be at the top of mind when they think about travel or if somebody else is thinking about travel. Airbnb gives I'll say it like this and I'll go to you Steve real quick. Airbnb gives you a fish. That's basically what they do. So when you <laughs> give you a fish, what do you do? You stop fishing. Yeah. So that, that's basically what it is. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, that's good. Um, I, okay. I, you know, I've been off Instagram for a while, right? I, I got on there the other day to to look at something, and you know, it starts feeding you because you follow a lot of the the gurus and you know, the the people that are doing things. And one of those guys' names, uh, Dave, David. A guru? What's, yeah. what's, no, <laughs> oh, a guru. calling out people's names. No, we're guru. Man. I said, what? What is a guru? No. <laughs> Uh, you've heard of David Bet David? I think you told me about this oh, guy. Oh, Patrick Bet David. Bet David, right. something yeah, like that. Yeah. Well, he says something cool, and, and you know, he says a lot of you know crazy stuff. I mean, cool I saw stuff. him on a flight once, actually. Yeah, he, he so that's in, where you brought yeah, him up, and I looked yeah. him up, and that's where I followed him. Like, ah, pretty cool. Anyways, he he yeah. said this thing like he used to, you know, when he whatever suburbs he used to live at, uh, a neighbor pulled up. And he, he he used to sell cars, right? That's where he started. A neighbor pulled up in a brand new truck that was bought from his dealership. He didn't. He never even talked to his neighbor, and he said, "You know, if he would have just shook that dude's hand and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm, you know, I'm David. I work at so and so dealership. If you ever need a car, let me know,' he would have got that deal, you know. And so ever since then, he's just telling everybody he meets, you know, 'Hey, I work at this dealership. If you ever need a vehicle,' and his sales, you know, went shot up to the roof. And I was like, we never. I'm, I'm a little shy. You know, it's, it's hard to believe. You know, we have the show and stuff, but I don't go and advertise <laughs> it at my work. Here's the problem: at my work, I tell people about Airbnb." And they'll ask me a million questions and I'm stuck with someone that's never going to do it, right? And they're going to ask me every single day, oh, is this one look good? Is this one look good? And, and I've been down that trail, so I've kept it hush-hush, you know? And but um, now, but everybody, just by word of mouth, everybody knows me as the Airbnb guy. So they will come up to me and ask me, hey, you got anything in this, in this you know, time? Uh, the Bears game's going to, the Bears are coming to town. You got anything? You know, so it, it, it does help to have that recognition. Man, yeah, word I mean, of mouth is huge. Yeah, I mean, so it's like you were talking about, I mean, you, just having people know what you do just in general, they may not ne ever book with you, but there may be another opportunity that may come out of that, right? You may have an investor that says, oh, I know that the Steve guy does, yeah. you know, uh, you know short-term rentals. And so we've got some properties. So, so the network is huge. And the thing about, I mean, just like, I mean, what Grant Cardone says, what, if, if, if nobody knows you, how are they going to flow you, right? Mm. Are they going to be able to invest in you or share what you do to other people? Mm. You, have to, you, have to, you have to say it out to the world, right? So that's why social media, all those touch points, even locally, getting in those network uh, networks and those groups, actually going to events, that's that part is huge sure. as well. Uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, and it's funny how you mentioned, you know, Patrick Bay David, you know, there's Grant Cardone, these other guys out here, they all came from a sales background, right? Mm -hmm. Or something similar. It's something about that sales mentality, because at the end of the day, it's gonna force you to have to one, go through what that customer and user journey is going to be, right? Which a lot of people lack because, you know, the, the main thing you're always talking about is knowing your avatar, right? And knowing, you know, one, what to say, how to get them from point A to point B, and about lead generation. That's the one thing, like you just said, they give you a fish with the OTAs. Mm -hmm. You don't, why, why, why do I have to learn all that if they're going to yeah. give it to me, right? And See, that's where yeah. people fail. Check this out. You said something so big just <laughs> talking to people. Uh, it, me and you were, we're in the same mastermind group and I, t I posted this in the mastermind group the other day I remember I was telling you I was posting in Facebook groups right I posted my business in the Facebook group and the dude who's over the Facebook look it's like 14,000 members in this group he was like 
he called me and I was like, oh shit, maybe it's a booking. But it was the dude who owned the, the group. He was over it. He was like, hey man, uh, you know, I'm in the short term rental space. He goes, but I don't have flyers and stuff what you're doing. He was like, can I partner with you? Opportunity. Now I have mm-hmm. an opportunity. And he goes, you can post whatever you want in there as long as I partner with you. And wow. this is 14,000 members in a very small t- community of Arkansas. So I'm like, man, wow. if you built a 14,000 community in this old pulled up town, I mean, <laughs> say it like that. I'm sorry. But no, I'm thrilled. Like, this shows you he has connections. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. So th- just those connections of putting yourself out there all the time. Just put yourself out there. I, I was at, a, I think, a Tony Robbins conference. It might have been somebody else. maybe been Alvin Hope Johnson's. And he was like, you need to be telling three people a day what you do every day. That three people can go so far. So no. far. That's true. Well, so, so something that Feta, Feta it was real frustrated. You know, he gets frustrated a lot. He's, a, he's Argentinian. Yeah. Right? So he gets, I'm going to frustrate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> For saying that. <laughs> and so, so he was, what, what really gets to him is how, like, a message will come across. Someone will ask a question, and the VA will answer it in the most basic way. Or not, you know, or, um, you know, tell them, hey, find us out there. Or even leave it. And, and he, when they do that, he's like, you got to follow up. You got to land these. These are big deals, especially ones that are, you know, multi-thousands of dollars, right? I know multi-thousands is weird. But uh, he's, <laughs> so. It was an inquiry. I mean, here was the situation, just to, to, to put it into context. It was an inquiry this morning, right? And, and the guy sent a, lo- a message saying, hey, it was a two-month booking. At a new property that was just open in in Fort Worth, near a, house, a hospital, near the J, JPS. JPS, yeah. And and the guy says, um, "Hey, I'm looking for a place where I can I can stay with my pet. Um, near, I'm gonna be working in this hospital, and I was, I was wondering if I can tour that place with you next week, right? So he has three questions, and the answer was, uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, um, find us out in in Artist Rentals online, it's like." You're just adding an extra step to the guy to go and do something, and you're not even answering his his questions. Like, I mean, he's asking, he's saying that he has a dog. Confirm that we accept dogs, right? He's saying that he's going to work at this hospital. Go find the exact uh, distance and tell him you were four minutes away, walking distance, four minute walking. And then just tell him that we can tour the place. Don't just add an extra step to go look, at, look, up, look us up and then see if we can tour the place with him. Right, mm-hmm. so yeah, you, you gotta chase. And I, I told him, listen, we are at war right now. These are these are difficult <laughs> situations. That. Yeah, <laughs> he said that. We're at war. I mean, these are difficult <laughs> situations. <laughs> we have vacancy. We need to fill up places. You gotta right. go and chase those bookings. So, so, so my thing, email yeah. subject title: We are at war. We're at war. <laughs> Start no. Monday, like you know. Just so we, the, my thing was, you know, why are we hiring? You know, even people with Airbnb backgrounds, whatever. We should be hiring, you know, hardcore salespeople. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Train them, and I train told them, them this in the past. To automate those messages, I can do that with the hospitable AI, and I, I just that, that that's gonna be replaced by a robot, okay? And now that they they, they drop this new GP, I don't know what's called the the new AI. Do you see that the new thing that you put? I, I want to text like this, and it writes an entire blog. Oh yeah, yeah. You saw Copy that? that AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, I, I I mean I don't need a person. So if you want to keep your job, you better. Put that human part into the customer no, service. What, what I will say, because it's coming up on the end of time, Steve hit it on the head. We have to start hiring people for what their strength is, right? Because mm-hmm. I noticed that too. With some VA, I have one VA, marketing, 
dude's next level off the chain. He can create some stuff in uh, Canva, next level off the chain. Talking to people, you don't ah. want him 10 feet near nobody. You'd be like, bro, get the hell out of here. But I'm for real. You really, you really got to know people's strengths. I was listening to Tim Grover. I watch a lot of Tim Grover. He says, don't bang on people for what they're not good at. Find out what they are good at and focus mm. on that. So if dude ain't good with customer service, get find his strength. If that ain't his strength, hey, uh, Kevin, that ain't what you're good at. Go to the corner and make graphics. That's what you're good at. I'm for real. If that's what he's good at. So we have to start getting to that point with our employees, knowing what they're good at and focusing on their strengths. Because even just creating a bunch of tasks and projects for people, he might be doing a task and project he just ain't good at. You know, like right now, my VA ain't good at following up and closing a deal. That's just not his strength. But he can make graphics, promote, market. He's good at that. But, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. How um, much does it cost us to go a little longer? I'm just wondering. You said you got somebody else coming in? Yeah, ask them because I, I, I told them if we go over, that's fine. Okay. I didn't know if they had one scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty late. So you guys probably tell this is still a real casual, probably one of the most casual <laughs> podcast. We got a, we got a yeah, we got a thing that says too, time so. is up. <laughs> you know, shaking He's us like, down. Damn. <laughs> I'm like, hey, well, I, so, I ain't yeah, gonna lie. If, if, if we can get a little more time, we definitely want to yeah. be able to open it up for the audience to ask questions and kind of yeah. have some. Because our uh, some back and forth. yeah, because our four person podcast usually go at hour two hours. I think two our hours. our our biggest one that everybody loved was one ninety seven. It went like two hours. Can't extend. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I saw, we, I saw that. He's like, no. But yeah, we what we'll do is uh we'll go ahead and start. We're gonna do a part two on this. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna go to a Chili's and cast from there. <laughs> Take the mics with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> But no, thank y'all for being a part of the live, and uh, we'll we'll have some more stuff to you. And everybody who does have questions, uh, you know, just post them in the group or post them on Instagram. We'll answer them. Um, but yeah, Steve, you know, do our regular. Oh yeah, up. hit us up. Live let thrive at gmail dot com. Live let thrive dot com. Uh, hey. We like Hostfully, right? That's our thing now, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. always been our thing. I think they just heard it in the pre-roll. <laughs> <laughs> probably, this is the third time they heard it. We know, mother lovers, we know. Um, so, yeah, hit us up. Uh, reach out to us, uh, argestrentals.com, A-R-G-E-S-T, Rentals, me and Federico's company. You know, that's how yeah. we do. And uh, share B&B. Yeah, yeah, if you got any ugly houses, you know, uh, <laughs> definitely hit me up. Dallas and DFW, Houston, Arkansas, let me know. Um but yeah, also one quick Mike thing. Mike Brown want to drop something? Sorry. Yeah, but one. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, one, sorry. one <laughs> but yeah, one quick thing though. Yeah, uh, I forgot my train of thought. But yeah, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, so so Mike, yeah, here with uh, PBD Living. So uh, just like Micah, short term rentals here in Dallas, uh, looking for you know new clients as well. So um, yeah, always looking to educate others as well. So we we do you know live events throughout the year. Whether it's you know something more professional, more casual, uh, looking just to make a connection with other hosts because uh, we're we're stronger and better together than as individuals. So, yeah. yeah, we'll do some more of these live podcasts too soon, and uh, yeah, hop on hostfully if you're ready to stop being Airbnbs. Uh, if they're ready to stop pimping you, you know, if you're ready. Uh, go ahead and get you a hostfully account and uh, get you a Boostly website. Shout out to Mark Simpson. We are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.